0: Um, so my name is, uh, Sarah Mihera Cregan and pronouns she, her. So I am a drawer and, uh, I work mainly on paper, sometimes performance and animation. Um, a lot of my work is based around personal narrative right now. I'm doing a lot of work around me and my sister and, uh, very grateful that she lets me include her so explicitly in my artwork. And, uh. Every time there's a new piece, I'm like, Caitlin, are you sure this is still okay? And she's always like, I love it. Thank you for checking. Um, in a, well, she doesn't actually say thank you for checking, but I know that she appreciates me checking in with her. Well, right now I'm kind of, I feel very lucky. I am uh, kind of in a, a little cottage studio residency at the Art Gallery of Brandt and um, Glenhurst Art Gallery of Brandt, and I've been given this little space to make work leading up to the Uh, Articule show. So right now I'm kind of just getting to spend every day in a garden, uh, drawing and kind of playing around. Um, I'm working on large scale works right now. I do a lot of kind of writing, like short stories and uh, I guess personal stories that don't always make it into the work, but build into the multiple stories and layers that uh, show up in each of the larger drawings and the animations. Um, so right now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, it's gonna arrive on Thursday. I've got this, uh, resurrection plan on the way. Um, I am just very intrigued to see what it's going to look like. Apparently you can, it comes back to life over and over and over again. Um, so I am feeling very much like Dr. Frankenstein. I cannot wait.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, I didn't realize your work uh, involved writing as well. I I mean, I obviously have seen the drawings and a little bit like installation kind of mixed media work that you've done and performance uh, as well. I've noticed that obviously your work explores the relationship between the body, agency, sexual health eroticism but uh, also with kind of a self-depreciative edge and i was hoping you could talk a little bit about uh what role your personal narrative plays i mean you did mention your sister
0: yeah well as a i guess a friend a friend told me once she was like sarah you have a very strong personal narrative and i you know in a loving way but uh i i mean she is she was not wrong. I do feel like my personal narrative <clears throat> of my own life is like, <laughs> feels very vivid. Um, so, you know, I, the stories of mine and my sister's kind of like shifting bodily health, um, you know, and, but, like we have kind of, uh, you know, I, I have IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and so, something I've kind of dealt with since I was a kid. And, uh, and you know, she has her own, you um, gut health that she's dealing with on a regular basis. And so I feel like for me those narratives and, you know, the kind of humor in which we talk about them with each other, I want um, that to be like an invitation to people to share their own stories or to feel comfortable or, you know, to have a response. And then we can talk about that response when they experience my artwork. So I really, i really um i really hope to use it as a you know as a kind of like a welcoming tool to start conversations or to like give people an in to talk to talk about sex or sexual health or you know identity or you know sibling relationships Uh, i feel like some of my favorite conversations uh you know i get to have are when i get to or when i ask you know new friends about you know do they have a sibling like what's the dynamic like and i've just gotten I've gotten amazing stories from people um, and, it, and I really I really um, I want to be generous with my own stories uh, and experiences um, and so I feel really lucky to have this outlet that lets me be able to kind of share things in a way that I hope makes other people feel like brave about their own experiences or stories.
1: I think that may have been an aspect I overlooked in your work is the role of the sibling and how prominently your sister features. Um, I was wondering how she feels about being uh, present in your work. And uh, if you could talk a little bit more about the importance of your relationship with her.
0: Yeah, I love her. Um <laughs> She's, like, one of my favorite people. It's her birthday tomorrow, September 18th. Amazing. Yeah. She's, um, she's like, she's a tough cookie. So, she, we were, you know, close growing up, but we became friends, like, good friends as adults. And I always tell her, I'm, like, we're going to be friends and it's going to happen. And it took me a few years to, like, cement the friendship but one day she was, you know, talking about her friends and listing her close friends. And she was like, you know, my best friend, like dada, dada, you. And I was like, yes, did it. So <laughs> I feel like our friendship has been definitely one that I has been an intentional one that I don't take for granted. Um, I also, we come from a mixed race family where uh mixed race white passing mixed race, Japanese white. And, uh, and my sister so far is the also the only, she's the only person that I've met with a similar background to me. I just haven't met, I just haven't gotten to meet a a lot of other, like, mixed-race Japanese white Canadians with, like, our same storyline. Like, our dad was born in Japan, but, you know, moved around, so we're not quite first generation. We're, like, maybe one and a half, and, but we also both very much can pass for white. So there's this experience of, like, It's just an experience that I, so far, I only get to share with her. So she's like this really, she's just a, she's just an, she's an important person. She's an important person in my life. And I am very grateful that she lets me incorporate our relationship into my art. Recently, I've been doing a lot of work around like like farting and based on the Japanese fart scroll and a lot of images of me, and my sister farting. And uh, I always give her a hard time because when we're together, it's like not something that she's so crazy about me doing near her. So I I feel like the drawings, you know, get to kind of live in this, this other world where we're both kind of on the like same team. Um, and she is very generous with letting me kind of use use her and use our relationship in uh, in a way that I hope is still like respectful and loving um, to her so yeah she is, you know she's 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 on board she's on board with it for now.
1: What is the Japanese fart scroll? And if you could tell us about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I have only gotten to see a little piece of it. Um, Last year, it was, oh my God, one of my favorite experiences I've had. Me and my sister got a small travel grant from um, the school I was studying at. Oh, I guess it was a year and a half ago now. Um, At Hunter College, we got a little bit of money um, to go to Japan to look at art. And it was, I have never gotten money to do that before. So I took uh, my sister with me, and we had, you know, two weeks of traveling around and eating everything and looking at some art, and we found uh, the Japanese fart scrolls from uh, Edo period, and, you know, they were all made by men, they're not clear whether they were political, and they're just these bizarre bodily, like, they feel so risque still, Um, uh, just of men kind of, like, just farting on each other. There's animals. There's these like explosions, Uh, you know, like these like flatulent explosions. And, but there's also like no clear political message for them other than, I guess, body humor. I mean, I love them. (laughs) Um, And so I uh, was just endlessly inspired by body humor. I cannot believe that I am such a big fan of fart jokes. I never thought that that would be uh, I never thought this would be an avenue I would go so far down um but I am still very much invested in in a fart joke that's awesome can't, very can't believe that I am uh, still going so far down
1: this path but I'm yep yeah, it's happening um I was wondering if in in line with that you could talk a little bit about the links between uh, the gendered body or agendered body and uh, agency Um, because as you mentioned with these farts roles you know most of them or all of them were done by men um, and feature Men primarily, um, whereas I guess you're kind of subverting this trope by using you and and your sister
0: I definitely like crave to see alternative narratives of like women queer bodies, you know like different genders i I crave to see those narratives um, in the world uh, I know there's, you know, this kind of big swing right now of figurative drawing and painting that I'm seeing in, in, you know, the contemporary world of art, but I still you know, there's like it still feels like there's you know, the desirable body, like what's desirable, what's not desirable. I I mean for me I, I feel like invested in in and, like, I, I don't know, I get a joy in, like, getting to put alternative narratives into into the world. I mean, I, to a certain extent, think of, about, you know, the kind of heteronormative gender roles that are placed on, you know, women and femme bodies. Um, but I also, I don't know that right now, like, my body, you know, my body is queer, it's, like, a white passing mixed-race body, but it, it also right now is, like, more femme-presenting, um, but the way my gender has been has also, like, shifted through the last, like, I guess, 10 or 12 years. So, my body right now, in relation to my work, feels, like, my relationship from my body to my work feels also, like, a little bit in, like, it feels like it's in flux, you know, to where it was, like, a few years ago and a few years before that. So, where I was, like, kind of more, like, genderqueer, androgynous presenting. Um, So, I do think about gender roles but i i don't feel so constant in in my and how i participate necessarily in in that structure um but i do know that for right now i know how i participate in it right now
1: i'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the kind of disparity between this idea of the feminine body and how it contrasts with the actual emotional experience of identifying as woman, or genderqueer, or non-binary. Like, ideas of, or maybe issues of misrepresentation in art, co-opting a feminine narrative, popular ideas of purity or desire.
0: I haven't worked too much in that vein, besides the fart scroll, like, taking this object that I found and then kind of reinterpreting through, like, reinterpreting it through a personal, uh, personal experiences and personal narrative, um, but that one feels, I guess that storyline feels relevant because of, like, family, like, our family's history and connection to Japan, um, and uh, but yeah, that was kind of a new way of working for me. I had done that before the fart scroll, um, and now I'm my work is kind of like streaming off into this like botanical realm. Um, so I I'm not sure. Like now there, I'm combining the fart scrolls and the kind of like dirty botany uh, vein that I'm like ending up the road that I'm ending up going down.
1: Let's talk a little bit about your work specifically. Um, Stylistically, uh, your drawings are incredible. Um, Your work is delicate and soft. Yet, as uh, has kind of been mentioned, the subject matter, which ranges from sexual health, sex, consent, your IBS, farts, (laughs) surgical procedures, this is very visceral, real, and quite raw. I'm wondering if you could kind of discuss how you approach uh, a balance between these stylistic and thematic contrasts.
0: I think about this a lot, and I, as much as I want to say that all of it is intentional, I know that some of it is, is, you know, kind of, I feel like, a, my personality, where it's like a little bit of give, a little bit of pull. And so, um, but I really, that's like the main reason why I am so invested in the material that I'm working in. Um, The vulnerability of paper, you know, how it, you know, kind of sags when it gets wet. It can feel like bandage, like it it like moves and creases when you touch it, having, you know, even just the language around it, like mark makings, you know, making marks. So I really, I really do feel invested in the subject matter and the material being interwoven and having one hold the other. Um, And I,
1: yeah, that's a great, but that's a, yeah, great observation. I love that though. I love what you just said about the paper, the kind of malleability of it, but also the delicacy of it, how it's like a bandage. And I guess more more generally, could you talk about the role uh, objects play in your work related to both sex and sexual health, um, the speculum, vibrators, chastity belts, and so on?
0: Yeah, um, I feel like I have stories for each of these objects and specific emotional relationships and that, you know, kind of make these objects important. In my personal narrative and like how i want them to live in my work so they operate in in duality so they operate like as what they are and you know how other people you know have experienced them so like the speculum you know how we experience that during like sexual health procedures like you know in terms of safety but also it feels for me it feels like the associations that i make with the speculum and the vibrator they start to kind of you know become like a similar thing and you know sometimes the experiences of effing as sexual health tests you know they're they loop it up you know they like put it inside you like there there starts to be kind of like a like this duality in these experiences um i have also you know just experienced like a lot of anxiety around sexual health exams and you know they're not always easy experiences for me, as I'm sure they are not for other people. And so, you know, I had my own speculum for a while that I, like, you know, kind of, like, like, worked up to having my first PAP. And so it was this, like, real, and I, like, scheduled it on my birthday. And I was, like, you're getting this done. And it was this, like, it really... So I feel like these objects all hold this, like, alternative storyline for myself that, you know, are more private or... I think that the intention can come across without, you know, having the specific narrative of how it kind of connects to my life, but all of these objects, it, they hold multiple like meanings and memories and, and stories and, you know, kind of associations that I hope can live in different ways for the viewer as well. That's beautiful. I'm showing a piece at Art Pop. Um, that's uh, part of the Sister Sparks scroll. It's, it's from that series. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for it. So uh, it's a drawing of I have an alter ego. Her name is Sarah Jones, and um, you know it lets me, uh, you know, kind of uh, describe, you know. She's like a badass and it lets me tell the stories and also feel, you know, a little more disconnected from them. So Sarah Jones is reading a dirty book. It's uh, the story. The drawing is called Reading Light. Sarah Jones gets laid and then up is in brackets. So she's reading a dirty book. Her like titties are hanging out. She's got these like kind of aggressive like knife nipples. She's got bruises on her butt. She's like leaning on a butt pillow. I, you know, I have I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of knee issues. So Sarah Jones is wearing knee braces. She's farting. It's exploding. I. She's also wearing this nightlight that I wish I had. Um, so I feel like this alter ego lets me kind of have like my like my badass side. And the drawing is. Uh, is connected to the larger body of work that I'm going to be showing at Articule. Um, I am coming off of the, uh, or I'm, I'm bringing in the same, like a similar vein of work that we were discussing, the Sisters Fart Scroll. So, it will be the combination of you know, these kind of like farting explosive like body humor drawings connected to um, recent recent things I've been working on um that bring in kind of like a like a dirty botanical theme um I've been I I don't know I I I've just gotten really into botany Amanda I have a not have a green thumb I kill things I just I've gotten really into um (laughs) trying to learn about botanical practices uh in In how they, the language is similar to how we talk about the body. So, grafting, um, the resurrection plant, uh, you know, topping. There's, it feels like there's this like y thing happening in botany that I am (laughs) so intrigued by, and I am bringing that into uh, the fart scroll, uh, like that kind of that vein of work.
1: Wow. I love the the overlapping of all of these things. Um, your interest in botany and and how you're you're looking at kind of plants and how they're spoken about in a similar way as the body. I think that's that's super cool. <laughs> um, as well as its connections with and to BDSM.
0: Yeah, I don't want to start talking too much about, like, all the, you know, the negative things that I see, you know, kind of happening over and over again in the art world with, like, whose voices get heard, like, whose stories get told, like, who gets represented in the museums and the galleries. It's like, you know, I, we know this narrative, like, like, cis men, like, white cis men, like, like, white cis bodies. So I, like, we know that this is the narrative that we see even in like you know even within our you know the rise in identity politics like within the art world it the narratives still are not as like they're not as you know as radical as I we would always hope they would be the thing about yeah living in New York this last these last few years like creating like artist communities queer communities I I think about how to how to share these resources um, and, you know, even if it's like putting a friend in touch with a curator or another artist who might like their work, like just small things like that and trying to, just trying to be generous, um, just trying to be generous with like, with connections and and information um, because, you know, it's like, you know, unless you're connected to an institution, like really it's just like information and in contacts that can hopefully create opportunities for our friends that you know we we want to we want to like we want to pull up you know so yeah that's I I do I think about that I think about that a lot um and uh and uh you know yeah capitalism it's it uh, does <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess it always comes does always come back to that.
1: <laughs> That's a great answer though, you know, uh, for me and my work and the XX files in general, like we are a community based operation, and we believe in skill sharing and and, you know, pulling people in or helping people out or giving voices a platform whenever we can, and kind of working. Within that framework, um, and of avo- kind of avoiding the institution as well, where we can. I mean, it's impossible to completely operate that way, but but giving back as much as as much as you can to the com- to the community that you're a part of and those around you. Yeah. I'm looking forward to meeting in person mm-hmm. as well as seeing your work in person because it looks so beautiful um, on the screen. Very. And how large are your works usually?
0: I guess they range. Like I do smaller sketches and, um, you know, like zines and sometimes small comics. Uh, but the one that's going to be in art pop is, uh, it's massive. I want to say maybe... Four feet by five feet or six feet. Um, so the farting, like the, like the the farting scroll drawings, like the farting women, like those are all quite, they're like quite gigantic. So the bodies are almost life size, or like a, a little bit smaller.
1: Amazing! I can't wait.